Welcome to the Nerds Podcast number 765. What do you got on the corkboard, Katie? Uh, first, I want to plug uh, Bring Back Mystery Science Theater 3000, which Jonah is the host of now. And bring Baron back, Vaughn mis- bring back MST3K.com. Yep, it's, uh, it's got a few more days to go. I Felicia think has, Day. Yep, I think it has like t- 10 more days to go, so definitely go and donate to that if you can. And also, um, SF Sketchfest just announced their lineup, and we're not on it. No, but... we couldn't be on it this year because I'm shooting, and a lot of yeah. people were bummed by that, and I'm sorry. We're not trying to fuck with you. Uh, it's just that... I am shooting my special on the 28th or 29th yeah. in San Francisco, so. and I couldn't do another show while those tickets were on sale. I'm not, yep. al- I'm legally not allowed to do that. Yeah, um, but there's still a lot of other good podcasts. Moshe Kasher will be there. Oh, with the Council, lineup is amazing. JV JV Club, and yeah, their lineup is phenomenal. They have like, you know, uh, they have uh, uh, Christopher Guest who's going to be there, and like Sally Field, and it's just amazing. So sfsketchfest.com. Yeah, it is my favorite comedy festival in the world. I did it every year since 2005, and this is the first year that I haven't done it. And uh, and it's happening earlier this year because of the Super Bowl. Yeah, Super Bowl's it's happening in San Francisco. Yeah, in San Francisco. Well, so. Santa Clara is not the same. Still, Don't even get me started on it. Yeah, well, it's just, you know, like <laughs> yeah, I, I've no. been talking to Janet before, and she was like, yeah, there's at a, after a certain point, there's no hotel rooms, yeah. there's no anything. The city is gridlocked with Super Bowl traffic. So, yep. um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, and then I'll be doing the Fun Comfortable special. Handful of dates coming up that are going to be um, where I'm the, the last handful of shows in. I'm going to be at the Comedy Attic in Bloomington, and then uh, Zany's in Nashville, and then I'm going to be in Atlantic City in Baltimore. So go to funcomfortabletour.com. And I think the we're taping two shows for the special at the um, Palace of Fine Arts in San Francisco. And I think they're close to sold out or not. So anyway, funcomfortabletour.com. Uh, and there you go. This episode is Michael Shannon, who's so fucking funny. And he was – if you happen to catch him on At Midnight, because I don't think people think of Michael Shannon as a comedy guy. Nope. But, but he's his, But his, <laughs> his heart is a comedy guy's heart. Uh, and he was so fucking funny on At Midnight, and he was great on the podcast. Just so dry and hilarious and awesome. And um, he's promoting uh, 99 Homes, now available on Video On Demand. Also, uh, Free Held with Ellen Page and Julianne Moritz, no longer in theaters, but it'll be available to rent and buy soon. And also, The Night Before with Seth Rogen, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and Anthony Mackie, uh, which is in theaters now. Uh, so... Get more Michael Shannon. He's in a ton of movies that are coming out. And maybe a little... He might be a character by the name of General Zod. Maybe, if you're interested in that sort of... (laughs) If that sort of thing is up your alley, then Michael Shannon is your guy. But uh, he's fucking such a great actor. He's such a great actor. He's he's one of those guys that when he's on screen, you cannot take your eyes off him. He's so so compelling uh, and great. So thanks to Michael Shannon for being on the podcast and for doing the, the At Midnight. Here's Nurse Podcast number 765 with Michael Shannon. Now entering Nerdist.com. Mike, please sit here. I am Chris. It's nice to meet you. I'm sorry, I'm wearing makeup still. I just got off work. Or if you like it, then surprise. <laughs> Maybe I should lick it off. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we yeah. stopped laughing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's nice to meet you. Nice Thank you for coming. You. No problem. 
It's an audio doing? podcast. What would that sound like? You licking makeup off of Chris? It's... <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you pick that up? Yep. Okay, good. Yeah. Katie got all that? That's, That's exactly great. what that sounds like. Thanks for the arrowhead, by the way. You're very welcome. Yeah. Uh, do you enjoy <laughs> these water nubs? I don't know at what point they decided that we only needed like four ounces of water. Uh, well, it's the shortage, you know. No, they, they, they it's a scheme. It's a some corporate scheme. This is You know, all these brands of water are all owned by Nestle. Have you looked at them? If you go around to different regions of the country, they're all owned by Nestle. Oh. Nestle Waters. So the same people that make the Nestle Crunch Bars have bought up all the water and they're also in our still, country. They're illegally still using California as a water resource. Allegedly, like, but probably. Yeah. No, not allegedly. All right. Their yeah. permits are done, but they're still doing it. <laughs> and they're it. still using the And I saw water. an interview about six, seven years ago with the Nestle CEO talking about buying – he bought a shit ton of water in Canada, like a shit ton of land that had natural water in it. And he was just saying how, like, this is the future. Everyone's yeah. going to need to buy their water. <laughs> in exactly. Canada? Yeah. Well, everywhere. He just bought it as a natural resource. So ever since they've started doing this, I've stopped, stopped eating the crunch bars. <laughs> it's, it's a sign yeah, of protest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. do it anymore. Yeah, fuck you, crunch bars. Yeah. You don't need your shit. CEO of Nestle mm-hmm. is a Bond villain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be... That will be a Bond plot at some point, right? It was. Point, right? Bond was oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that, was the, that was not my favorite one. Uh, Although first, the guy from Procter & Gamble is the Satanist, right? Is he? The guy who runs Procter and Gamble. Then you go on. Donahue. I've seen some head nodding in the background, so I'll just yeah, go along. Yeah, yeah. Who who says? <laughs> right? Yeah. He, That's fun. He went on some talk show. I think it was Donahue years ago, and said he was a Satanist, and that nobody cared. They just kept buying his soap. <laughs> Because <laughs> we need the soap, even if it comes from Satan, you got to be clean. You know? I feel like Satan's very clean, right? Yeah. I don't, you know, need to know about your politics or religion. If your soap's good, your soap's good. Your soap's yeah, good. exactly. There was no social media back then, so people couldn't freak out about anything. You just saw about it on Donahue. You got mad for five minutes, and then you did something else. Watch Jenny Jones. Yeah, right after. I noticed you have a flip phone. Oh, you saw that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I heard you're the like, flip when you slammed it shut. You're like Inspector Gadget. You see I, everything. <laughs> no, if I were Inspector Gadget, my body would be a flip phone. That's right. Uh, that That's is. Right. Uh, is it? Do, are you? Do you not enjoy the internet, or do you just enjoy having just a phone? Well, what's not to enjoy about the Internet? Well, where do you want to start? <laughs> that's, where, that's where he learns about Nestle. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, uh, I'll tell you why I have a flip phone. To call people. Wait a minute. What are you talking about? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What type of daring new approach yeah. to cellular technology is this? I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I can't uh, buy anything like uh, anything Apple. I can't buy it. You're not, not a fan? No. What, 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 what did they do? <laughs> What's their new thing? I don't know. I see my little daughter uh, futzing with my partner's iPhone and I get upset (laughs) because they designed something and they knew it like steve what's his last name jobs jobs Uh, (laughs) he knew when he was making this that um he was going to make something that little children would be hypnotized by and it's just making me sick so i stay away from it all right that's totally fair when i'm on a subway car on the mta in new york city and i see 80% 80% of the people on that subway car playing stupid games on their phones. Uh, 
I realized we could probably do without these things. That's why I bring my Nintendo 3DS on there trains There you go. As well. Yeah. I bring my Coleco. <laughs> oh, do you bring a Coleco vision? Yeah. And, a, and an old TV, an old cathode ray tube television yeah. set? But people get mad because it takes up a lot of space. But. It seems excessive, especially yeah. if you're going to a store. You're going to have to carry all of that. It's super. Re- you're out hipstering hipsters bringing well, a Coleco Well, I always vision. pay twice for each I put my card in twice. <laughs> Yeah. Feel good about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that would be. It's like the dudes who carry the retro boom boxes. There have to be hipsters who are bringing old console gaming systems. On. Well, check this out, okay? Yeah. So, a little while ago, I did this uh, lip sync battle show. Yes. And as a special gift, they gave me a thing that looks like a giant boom box from, like, you know, Electric Boogaloo. Mm hmm. But it's actually like just a port for your i, what is it? Pad, Phone or pod, pod. pad, whatever, whatever evil little machine you have that you listen to music on. A lot of vitriol. Yeah, yeah. You just plug it into this thing. That's basically. It's like, well, why wouldn't you just have the cassette player? Because that's basically what it is. It's that large. Because everybody was always like, oh, the benefit of the evil little machine is that it's little and you can just put it in your pocket. But now they're they're making giant boom boxes to house your evil little machine. The narrative in my head that is I think is delightful is after the show is done and they give you that and you're like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. What the fuck? And then you smash it. No, I gave it to my friend. Because <laughs> I'm constantly getting stuff I don't want and giving it to people that I like to call my friends sure yes it is a it, it is kind of a weird thing when you get to a certain point and people are like send that guy stuff and you're like first of all i don't need anything there's more stuff to deal with send it to less fortunate people right well like the time i got spanks <laughs> <laughs> they look great tell. on you by the way those they look are... great i didn't really know what to do with those oh they gave me spanks and but also the uh, gelatinous butt pads mm-hmm. you know when you want when you want some booty i think they they got the wrong name down at the front desk or something i don't know that guy who played van alden on boardwalk empire give him those butt pads yeah 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 that's the one yeah, thing yeah. that that character really needed was gotta it? jive him up <laughs> i felt like such a even though there's an internet i figured this out without the internet but when i started watching boardwalk i was like i think that might be Fred Kleiser from Groundhog Day, which is wow one of my all-time favorite movies. Something about your face as a very young man and your face on that mashed together, and I couldn't figure... And then I watch again, and that fucking entirely was you in that movie. It was, yeah. Although I look pretty different. I mean, I actually, I got a picture of it on my flip phone, if you want to see it. I would love to see that on Okay, your let me go get it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> somebody somebody was watching Groundhog Day and they took a picture of it and they sent it to me like Oh it wasn't like back I, in 93 when you got that phone? Like I would be surprised. I didn't have a cell phone in 93. When did you finally give in? When did you finally go fuck? All right, I guess I'll get a cell phone. Um, see there's the sound of it turning on. <laughs> I got it like <laughs> I don't know, seven years ago. Oh, he's a sprint man. <laughs> well, this is actually Credo. You know Credo? No. 
Oh, you, everybody should get Credo. It's a progressive phone company. They're they're liberal because most phone companies are ultra right wing fascists. So, and they uh, donate to the environment and, and yeah, stuff, stuff like, that. like that. I know you're gonna laugh. You think that's silly? I don't think that's silly at all. We should just do the whole podcast. I should just show you pictures on, phone. <laughs> on your phone, yeah. and people just hear the little beeps yeah, as you yeah, navigate yeah. the as you navigate yeah. the phone. But I don't know. I'm going to be very excited that you're going to show me this picture. Well, I mean, I, it's a dumb picture. I mean, somebody sent it to me, and they said, look, here's you and Groundhog Day. And I was like, well, why do you think I care? <laughs> you see? But what's great about it is because of the formatting, this picture <laughs> it got squashed a little bit. So <laughs> I, look, I, I look real weird in this. See, check that out. I look like... <laughs> Like <laughs> that is mad scientist. Yeah, that is mad. My head squashed a little bit in there. That's oh, wow. I, bet. I know exactly what this is. You're saying, uh, you're, you're saying thanks. You're a real thanks, pal, Mister. What was it, Connor? Mr. Frank Connors. Yeah, 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 Mister Connors. Yeah, yeah. You're a real pal, and God, then you, you look got it down. Man. It's one of my favorite movies. And then you look awkwardly at Annie McDowell, and then your wife I drags kiss you her. away. I kiss you, Aunt kiss her, McDowell, yeah. and then Hinden Walsh, who plays my wife, she Debbie Kleiser. She was a I mean, it's still, a, I, well, I don't know where she lives now, but at the time she was a brilliant improviser in Chicago. That was, uh, yeah, that was fun. Did you, were you in the improv scene in Chicago? Yeah, I do it a little bit. Do you know uh, TJ and Dave? Uh, no. TJ Jagodowski and Dave Pasquese? No, I feel like I should know them and I you don't should. know them. Uh, yeah, they're they're legends. I feel like I've just dropped the comedy ball. No, it's okay. No, it's okay. They, I, I, are you, I, have you spent any time in, in Chicago? Chicago? Yeah. Um, just I I go through and do stand up, but I, did, I haven't spent any time actually in the where at Zanies. Uh, it was Zanies, and the last time I was there was at the Vic. You did the Vic. I did. Wow. Yeah. I, I love the Vic. The Vic, and then there was a really cool space called the Lakeshore Theater, which was really cool. Oh, on Broadway. Yeah, but then it, I think it closed. But uh, yeah, but Zany's in Chicago is a staple of com. I mean, it's a because my theater is across the street from Zany's. Yeah, yeah, that little strip right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. When did you? Because you grew, you were born in Kentucky. Because mm-hmm. I was also born in Kentucky. What? Where? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was Where? born in Louisville. Louisville. I'm yeah. a Lexington. You're a Lexington kid. guy. You look like a Lexington man. I don't Blue know against red. I don't know if there's a rivalry or whatnot. There is the the college university basketball teams. Oh, that sounds like sports. Mm-hmm. Um, when did you? <laughs> when did you? And are you a blue or a red? Well, UK is in Lexington. That's the Wildcats. They're blue. And Louisville's Cardinals. Louisville's Cardinals. Ah. Yeah, yeah. The only reason I know that is because my parents were friends with the college basketball coach at the time when I when I lived Which there. Which one? His name was Denny Crum. Oh yeah, Crum. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the only thing I know about it. Wow, you were so close to royalty. I was so close, and I didn't even and know. You didn't even give a yeah. shit. I didn't. I didn't he was a nice, very nice man, but I didn't understand anything about it. My parents were fanatical about sports, and I just didn't get the gene. Yeah, me neither. I didn't. I didn't get it. When did you move to Illinois? I started going up there when I was little. My my father lived up there when I was five. He moved up there, and I started going up there to see him. And then I went a couple of years of high school. I went up there, and uh, and then I got out of high school and started doing plays in Chicago. And that's when you decided 
that was going to be I was going to be on your show. Yes. <laughs> I'm so glad yeah. that you're 25 years ago. It I was paid like, off. someday. My question is, where do you go from here? I mean, like, mm-hmm. now that it's all, like, once you've attained this goal. I mean, well, I think it's you... obvious. Chris, he just walks into the ocean. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's what a man does. Slowly undressing <laughs> myself as I walk into the Or you wear a lot of robes sunset. and you let that weigh you down. Yeah. <laughs> it's up to you. Or I set myself on fire <laughs> and walk into the ocean. Wait, it's counterproductive, yeah. but okay. It's fine. It's you fine. You have to keep setting yourself on fire. <laughs> exactly. You're just going to smolder the entire time. I know. I know. <laughs> like a brisket. But what about the, the dolphins? You'll literally uh, how be will stealing they feel? in your own juices. As oh. you're... I may be the tastiest actor ever <laughs> by the end of it. Which actor do you think is the most delicious You know what? You? We had that talk with Nico Case. We were trying to figure out which actors and performers were the most delicious, and I can't remember who we... Oh, wow. Yeah. I think we determined that Matthew McConaughey would have a smoky flavor, if I'm not mistaken. He's too lean. You think so? Not enough fat on that. All right. Orson Welles. Oh, he'd be tasty. He'd be succulent. All the bacon yeah. that he ate would seep yeah. in, give it a nice salty flavor. Yeah. <laughs> be really good. Yeah. I was reading about you uh, on the internet, and uh, your Pervert. I, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't masturbate more than twice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, can you isolate him saying pervert so I can have that as my text message tone? <laughs> pervert. <laughs> Michael, that, there's your biz, There's a side business right there. Yeah. Is is you you're just saying things that become text and ringtones to people? Donut. <laughs> there's Matt's ring. Oh, Deuteronomy. Whoa, that's my parents. <laughs> His grandfather was a very famous entomologist, which I think is fucking awesome. Bugs. <laughs> It's true. My grandfather has a cove named after him. Can you say that? Shannon Cove? Shannon's Cove in Panama. That's awesome. His grandfather identified the mosquito that was bringing malaria into the New World and then donated all of his specimens when he died to the Smithsonian. And all his bugs, too. (laughs) (laughs) 400 pairs of socks that yeah, are... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess we got to catalog it. Yeah. It's all in the Smithsonian, I'm telling you. you <laughs> They'll take anything. There. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the sock collection at the Smithsonian. I'll be there next week. I'm going to yeah. check it out. But you never knew your, your grandfather. He passed away. He was pretty young when he passed away. Uh, yeah, my dad was five when his father died. So, yeah. Is your dad still around? No, he died, too. Yeah, oh, mine, dad. too. God yeah. damn it. They're all wiped out. Fucking, what the, the dead? Fuck? Yeah, dead dad club. Yeah. What the fuck? Probably Nestle's fault. <laughs> it is Nestle's fault. There we go. Boils down to it. The crunch. <laughs> the crunch of death. <laughs> it's called a sweet release for a reason. Yeah, Nestle exactly. is harvesting souls to yeah. power their weird candy factory. And turning them into water. <laughs> <laughs> turning people into water. It's not unlike the Matrix. Nestle's using human beings as batteries. Nothing yes. would surprise me. To power their weird factory. Yeah. Uh, I was looking at your IMDb page and you literally have me like too tw- <laughs> that's so strange you have like 12 things that still haven't are about to come out yes how did you cram that much how, how did you how did you manage to maneuver that many things at one time well there are multiple dimensions and I I travel between them I'd always um, suspected as, as much some of these movies were made in our dimension and mm-hmm. some were made in a, an alternate dimension so they won't actually even be viewable in this third dimension 
Oh, on Netflix, yeah. Oh, sure, uh, yeah. Sure. Netflix is the interdimensional uh, portal. You said you film. liked super string theory. Here's some movies in 5D. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what they're going to do. Um, no, uh, most movies uh, that don't have any money shoot in like four or five weeks. So you can cram them in. You know, you just go 25 days and you're done. Do you, do you like to, it seems like you like to work a lot. Um, I like it all right. Uh, I wouldn't mind taking a break, but, uh, you know, uh, sometimes the opportunities are, they're not going to stick around forever. You can't, you don't have the luxury of saying, oh, I really want to do this, but I want to do it five months from now. Right. They're like, no, we, we have the money and if we don't do it right now, we'll lose the money. And so you do it. How long do you feel like it took you to hit a stride where it just... I mean, do you feel pretty secure at this point? Jesus. Do I feel secure? I mean, secure with work. Do you feel like, yeah, you know, I'm going to work for a no, while? No, just or... ask him about the general question, because I feel like that really got him. <laughs> yeah, that tripped me up. <laughs> Shit. Uh, uh, well, I, I'm pretty much booked up for the next couple of years, so yeah, I guess so. But... um. But then things fall apart, too, you know. You get involved with the project, and then the money pulls out at the last minute, you know. But, uh, I don't know. I, you know, I, I feel like I could always find something to do. But, like, what I'm doing right now, I'm doing a play at my theater in Chicago, and I'm doing it basically for free. So it's not like I'm making a fortune of money not like you <laughs> <laughs> no one makes money like him michael yeah. i'm wearing not makeup yeah. <laughs> there you go that's what people who are making money do they wear makeup, they wear makeup good to all know the time no but it's good to i mean do you feel like these bits in between working on films where you go back into the theater do you feel like those are necessary for you to kind of revitalize oh i love doing theater i mean i i, I try and do it as much as possible I mean, they're very different. Theater and movies are very different for me. Uh, uh, but theater is more, um, maybe more cathartic for me, anyway. Movies are very uh, technical, you know. They're very, uh, it's, it's a very difficult process to try and make a, a movie worth watching. It's... Uh, it takes a lot of uh, exactness, I guess. Do you like that process? Uh, sometimes. Sometimes I don't, you know. I mean, you just know every day that you're on set that this is your one shot at getting this particular scene right. And so that's a lot of pressure. And when you're doing a play, you know, no matter what happens, you can go out and do it tomorrow and do it completely different if you want you don't have that luxury with with movies do you have a preference for more intimate films that you shoot in 25 days or like a you know a massive budget superhero franchise uh, like your man of steel type film for example um well i like both of them for for different excuse me <clears throat> different reasons um I mean, I really 
Jesus, that sounds funny. It's the Nestle's. Really, it's the Nestle's water. It's got it's drying drying particles. In it. It's such a water. Added dry you particles. Need more, to water. don't you? And yet I'm still thirsty. I don't know. I don't. Know. You ripped the label off, but I don't know if that's going to help change the quality of the water. No, I think it no, might. I, I can feel it changing already. <laughs> um, uh, no, I, I love doing Man of Steel. I mean, I love working with Zach. I mean, that guy is so much fun to work with you know i mean it's it's hard to say uh that there's a huge difference for me personally i mean i do like i do like um the adrenaline that comes with knowing you don't have a lot of time i think sometimes that pushes you to a a place of uh more honesty or something sometimes you get too much time to think about something then it becomes very you know premeditated or whatever so sometimes it's good to rush just rush through it and see what comes out of your you know subconscious so without giving too much away what is the exact plot start to finish of dawn of justice Oh man, I you know it's just it's so weird. I can't talk about it. Isn't that strange that just As, uh, everybody wants head. to talk to me about it? And I can't talk about no, it. I'm just fucking with you. I, I mean, it, it's like it's like if I was in Mossad and you were like, "So what's Israel's next move?" And I was like, "I can't tell you that." Yeah, but come on, no one's listening. Yeah, no, I I, I know that. No, I know you. Can't Are these talk about microphones it. actually plugged no, into no, anything? Nothing. This is just for us. Okay. They're plugged yeah. in below. We have a boombox. Oh, okay. Nice. <laughs> nice. So it's like a mixtape. Yeah. You're yeah. still in traffic. This is part of a, this is a, just part of a daydream yeah. that you're having. Carbon monoxide uh, <laughs> experience. Because yeah. you're in an old car. No, yeah. he's just in a Volkswagen. <laughs> oh, right? Yeah. Good point. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, it seems like your heart is a comedy guy. You see, but do do people? Most people get that. That in my heart, I'm a comedian. I think I think so. Um, I don't know. You know, I I don't know what most people think. I'm I I don't talk to a lot of people. I mean, this is a very special thing that I'm here talking <laughs> to you because I don't like to talk to people very much. <laughs> And I really hate to hear what other people think about things. Okay. Um, I don't have... Well, you are on the wrong podcast, my friend. <laughs> I don't know if there's a right podcast. <laughs> podcast. No, I, I, I mean, I, I, well, I got this night before movie coming out. Uh, that's a comedy. You have a shit ton of stuff. Yeah, that's it. Seth's in that. You're going to be on at midnight tomorrow night. Yeah, Seth's in that. And Anthony Mackey's in that. Yeah, as well. And and JGL. Yeah, JGL, who's wonderful. We did Premium Rush together. That's right. That was ostensibly a comedy as well. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's funnier than messengers they trying. Didn't, to they didn't market it properly. Death. Well, my part anyway. It had a lot of jokes in it. <laughs> I thought I don't know. Maybe I just have a dark sense of humor. I guess I don't know. I think that's healthy, though. I think a dark sense of humor is healthier than not having a dark sense of humor. I don't know how else people deal with the fucking world if they didn't have a dark sense of humor. 
Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree. But you obviously care about stuff. You obviously care about stuff, which is why you use a phone company that you feel like is better for the environment, and you don't like to use corporate stuff that you feel like is trashing the environment. You obviously and care I've about stopped stuff. using diapers because I feel like it's irresponsible. <laughs> did you go back though, to cloth? Or did it, yeah, I'm back to cloth diapers. He's a catheter man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Reuse them. Um, no, I uh, yeah, I, I, I well, I've always been that way. I mean, when I was a teenager, I used to canvas for uh, Ralph Nader's thing, uh, P-I-R-G. What was it? Public Interest Relations Group. But, you you know, you'd go door to door and talk about the air and the water, and, and people would slam the door in your face. Now they make them do it on the sidewalk. You don't even go door to door. You just stand out on the sidewalk. Have you ever seen this? Well, oh, yeah. in L.A., this probably doesn't happen. No, yeah, happens. there's not a lot of foot traffic in Los yeah. Angeles. It happens on Larchmont. On Larchmont they do it? Yeah, yeah, all the time. Well, I used to be one of those people. Trying, I thought, I, you know, I was contributing and then i gave up started uh acting but uh yeah i've always been worried about the environment a great deal yeah i just don't remember a lot of 15 year olds when i was growing up that really were that conscious i, I mean there's something very specific about a kid who decides that that is something that's important to them because i feel like most kids are just snapchatting and thinking about themselves <laughs> yeah so what was it about what was it about that uh, I don't know. Maybe it was because I wasn't really entrenched in my high school social circle. I mean, I it was very weird. Like, I did grammar school and middle school in Kentucky. And then when I started high school, I came to this giant high school on the North Shore of Chicago. And I didn't know a soul. So it wasn't like I didn't have that um, click to entrench myself in. So I thought about other things i guess and then you never gave up i never gave up i'm not a quitter <laughs> <laughs> says the man who's walking into the ocean in about a half an hour exactly. <laughs> what are well, you no i guess i gave up on the environment a little bit yeah uh, i mean but i know. still i still i don't drive i mean i don't have a car you don't need to you live in new york yeah exactly Exactly. So maybe, hopefully that's helped. Although I fly around all the time, which is terrible. But United was supposed to be buying some planes that ran on biodiesel. Did you read about that? No. Did they not? Uh, they might have, but I can't fly them anymore because they're so terrible. <laughs> I wanted to switch to United, but they're... Uh, I've not had the best experiences on United either. Oh, that's always my last ditch airline. Yeah, they used to be great, but they they went downhill. Yeah, it's there's something about the last couple United planes I was on. I was like, "Eh, this one still has ashtrays with cigarette burns in it. I don't know if I feel that great about this. The last United flight I got on, I was going to Chicago, and it was a late flight. It was like a red eye flight. But it's kind of brutal because the flight's only three and a half hours, so it's not like you can spend the night on the right. plane. You're only there a brief time. I was, I think it was supposed to take off at like midnight or something, and they board the entire plane. And we're all sitting there, and the pilot comes on and he says, uh, "Well, it looks like uh, somebody on the ground crew thinks we might have a flat tire." <laughs> 
and I've been flying since I was a little boy, and I've never heard this ever in my life on a fully boarded plane that somebody on the ground crew is just kind of eyeballing it. It's like, that tire might be flat. So uh, the pilot's like, we're going to let him do a thorough examination. And then sure enough, like a half hour later, he comes on. It's like, yeah, we got a flat tire. And if we have one flat tire, then that means we have to change all of them. And so we're sitting there, and then he keeps saying, but don't worry, we'll make up for it in the air. (laughs) And I was planning on sleeping on the flight. Like, that was the only sleep I was going to get that night. Isn't this the best story you've ever heard? It's good. It rivals uh, the Magnificent Ambersons. Um, (laughs) And... And and then like an hour later we took off, and then the guy got to Chicago in like two hours. I don't know how. And uh, he that, really that did was make the, up for it. He, well, not two hours, but much quicker than. Because they're always you know. sticking around. They always take their. Well, slow. that's the thing. I don't know if you know this about most. The the airlines, the routes they take between cities are not the most direct routes. Sure. They zigzag. They don't go like in a straight line like the absolute most direct way. I don't know why. I don't know why they do that. It's probably more fun. Or weather patterns or air traffic. Or air traffic patterns. Or they got to burn a certain amount of fuel before they land. I just think, I think you're lucky that the United probably didn't get on and go, did anyone bring a spare tire? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, Dory, my wife, was uh, coming back from Haiti two weeks ago, and the flight was through Atlanta. So she gets to Atlanta. She was going up to New York from there, and uh, they loaded everybody on the plane. And then the pilot came on and said, uh, "We got a problem. We uh, updated the plane software, and we can't seem to get it out of the metric system." <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Which is a huge problem for planes because of fuel and liters versus gallons. So they're like, "We're gonna we're gonna see if we can get this fixed." Hour goes by. They're still on the plane comes on and goes uh can't get it fixed we're gonna go ahead and try and load the old software back on the plane oh, god <laughs> so get another, the coleco vision back in there yeah. <laughs> another two hours later yeah. the plane with the paddles they deboard yeah. and they just they just they just ushered that plane into its hangar because they're like we can't figure this out oh my god Isn't that, and they're at the hub they're at the delta hub like they couldn't fucking pull delta. another plane the other time, and then before, right before that, Dory and I had we were leaving to go up to Seattle, and uh, we took off from LAX, and it was on Frontier or Alaska. It was on Alaska Air, and we took off, and the plane was old. I was like, "This is a pretty old plane," and then we took off, going over the water, the LAX flight pattern. You know, you go up and over yeah. the ocean, and then I just heard this thump, 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 no. thump and I just said to Dory, "I was like." I was like, that is not what it's supposed to sound like. That sounds like a hydraulic line. So the pilot comes on and says, uh, we are leaking hydraulic fluid. Oh. We're going to go ahead and turn around. Oh, shit. And then you could see hydraulic fluid shooting out of the water. (laughs) And then as we're coming in for the landing, you look, and it's just the whole fire department's there. Everything's like that. And I was just like... I was like, it's the. I was said to her. I was like, don't worry, it's the landing gear is stuck down, which is where you want it stuck. <laughs> right. So right. you know, we came in, we had a pretty nice landing, but 
we got off the plane and I looked up that plane. I was like, let me look up this plane. When was the last time this plane was made? The last time this plane was built was 1999. If you're flying a plane, I'm not driving a Toyota from 99. You shouldn't be flying me in a fucking airplane. Plane from 1999, yeah. They can just stick some years. of that together. They can just stick some of that back together. It's ridiculous. You know? they just, they and then we finally got to Seattle. We were supposed to fly Tell to... Tell it, Andy Rooney. Try to fly to Iceland. <laughs> <laughs> we got to Seattle, try to fly to Iceland, and the Finnish airplane was like... Or Iceland airplane was like, uh, oh, uh, they started to board us, and then they were like, okay, we're gonna stop boarding. They let everybody off, and they're like, we're like, what's wrong? And they're like, oh, we're we need a part. It's like, what do you mean you need a part for the plane? They're like, we have to have a part, and we'll, we'll figure out what that part is. I was we'll like, well, what are you gonna do? And they're like, well, we might have another plane coming in. We can take it off <laughs> that one. I was like, well, what about yeah, those? <laughs> like, it's like Legos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My daughter just built a Lego plane. So it's probably a more dependable flying machine than any of these other planes we've been talking about. Apparently. We've had bad luck with planes lately. But anyway. What are you doing flying Alaska Airlines, man? We, it was the only way to get up to go to Iceland. Alaska's not terrible, though. Uh, Alaska Air is yeah, not terrible? Yeah, Alaska Airlines not terrible. It was fine. They that plane, however, crash. the plane that was shooting hydraulic fluid past my window was not a great is plane. Is this show sponsored by Alaska Airlines? <laughs> Listen, I'm just saying they do a lot of great work <laughs> for the environment. cut out my story if that's the case. And Alaska is... The ocean needs hydraulic <laughs> fluid. That's what makes the water grow. Yes, oh, Michael, there is. Hang on, what? <laughs> You're right, Michael. They are increasing their flights to 19 new destinations that are exciting to you, yeah. the Listener. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Direct to Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They have the greatest frequent flyer mile, five years running. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Their program's great. And they have Miles great animals flyer. on the backs of their planes. Do they? Painted on the... I just thought it was like a Native American. <laughs> well, to Chris, that okay. is an animal. Oh, right. <laughs> there's, there's no difference. That was the That's his personal that politics. That was right. the best. Yes. At all. Yes. Welcome, yes. the new host Never. of the Nerdist yes. Podcast, Michael Shannon, everybody. Yes. Michael, welcome Eskimo back. Airlines. <laughs> yes. You'll get Inuit. Yeah, you get Inuit. <laughs> Guys, we have a lot of fun here. Thanks so much for being here, Chris. We really do. Rightfully, Michael, you get to take over the podcast now. (laughs) That was the the death throw. That was a great Uh, run. Well, you must feel very vulnerable being in the position you're in. People constantly coming in here and trying to get you to trip over, you know, stumble. You know, reveal your true personal demons. I wish. That's a great concept for a podcast. Every guest comes to overthrow the host. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, and then that would be then gets to be the that host. would be that would be an amazing. Save it for the next time we do it. If you could just get if you when you get Spielberg, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna Spielberg like I'm gonna do this. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. do this. I'm gonna yeah. overthrow these. I'm gonna bring that prick down. No, I I just uh, uh, I, I honestly normally when we have guests on. Sometimes it's hard to get actors to to talk. You know, to they, they're not thinking so much about overthrowing me as they're just worried thinking about what they look like without their clothes on. That's right. They're thinking about what they themselves <laughs> yeah. look like yeah. without their clothes on. Yeah. What do I look like without my clothes it's on? It's been a while since I looked in the mirror. <laughs> are those like handcuffs on your keyring? What is those this? Are really yeah. oh, well, that's a, that's a, that's just a you know that's a little clip. I throw that in there like a janitor on my belt on my uh, on your, pant, yeah. and then uh, this is just a way to keep all the keys. 
organized without having like a bunch of keychains. Looks like you're a security guard at Meerkat uh, Manor. And then we have just like just like throw the cups. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah, a Volvo yeah. family, so I have uh, right. my wife's keys and my keys on there, and, uh, and I How walk. How kids here. you got? Uh, zero kids. They just got married. We just like got married. a month and ago. You have a Volvo. We have two Volvos, matching Volvos, which we bought before we knew each other. Wow. That's how they knew it was right. We're just into safety. Safety yeah, first. Yeah. Yeah. This is sponsored by Alaska Airlines and Volvo. Yeah, yeah. No, we're being kind to Volvo. <laughs> Do you think we could be sued by Alaska Airlines? No. no. You can't be sued for saying that you don't like something or having or an experience. Ex- yeah, just I'm telling you facts. If you said, you know, if you said something like, uh, oh, an Alaska Airlines plane definitely fucked a baby, then yes. <laughs> then you could get sued <laughs> well, for Chris, that. that's actually true. Wait, no, Matt, that you can get sued for. I saw it happen. That you can get sued for. Nope, it was Denver Airport. That was built by the lizard people, Illuminati. Look it up. You can't make a claim. You cannot, you couldn't say something that as though it were a fact unless you had proof. But you're allowed to, you're allowed to opine. You're allowed to say, you know, like everything you said about United is fine. I agree with you. Um, And I'm sure someone. Is probably going to reach out to your PR from United and be like, "Hey, we're just going to give Michael Shannon some free." Planks. Is that your? Is... <laughs> <laughs> they don't have all the parts. Oh, uh, we were going to say Miles, but I guess. <laughs> oh God, I'm probably going to get fired for this. But yeah, yeah. here to pick up my plane. Oh, I guess yeah. we can give him a plane. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, give... All right, all right. Uh, I'll, I'll run it upstairs. <laughs> uh, Bob, yeah, yeah. listen, I don't work here anymore. <laughs> I had to quit. It's too much pressure. Oh, Jeff Smizek, right? He's the CEO. Is that the CEO? Because now you, when you get on, you got to watch that safety video. But it opens with the, him saying, "I'm the CEO." A lot of the CEOs Smile. are on the safety yeah. videos yeah. now. Yeah, they're all up in it. I'm Richard yeah. Anderson, yeah. CEO yeah. of Delta, Delta Airlines. Oh, man. For on behalf the- of the Delta family. Yeah. Thanks. For- Thanks for letting us screw you over today. I just want to make sure make you hell. you feel like I give a shit about you. Exactly. Also, we can't turn the plane on, so the air conditioning yeah. is... Don't worry about it. You'll just be on the tarmac for a while. Don't ask any questions and <laughs> shut the fuck up. In the, inv- in the eventuality of a water evacuation. <laughs> eventuality. <laughs> Cut, Richard. We can't say eventuality. Fuck you. This is my, this is my plane company. <laughs> this is my great grandfather's desk. <laughs> he fucked a lot of people on this desk. We're allegedly, still rolling. Allegedly, oak, oak. <laughs> Why did we agree to live stream this safety video? <laughs> God, there's so many places this went wrong. Yeah. <laughs> this could be their new video, even though it's just audio. You know what's? But you know what sucks is that. They're so boring, and then they try to update the safety videos to make them fun. But then when you fly a lot, you're like, oh, I can't hear this fucking safety song one more time. It's going to drive me crazy. Like, you see well, it once. America safety song. We're all yes. But, yeah. but the uh, Delta one, I feel like they change it every two or three months. I feel like they put a new one in. But they still got that Delta lady in there with the red hair. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Smoking is not allowed on any Delta flight. <laughs> you, Wow. You must fly a lot. I spend a lot of fucking time in planes. I spend right. way too much. Where do time you in fly? Planes. I'm do stand up almost every weekend, so every I go weekend. to everywhere, yeah. everywhere in the United States. I don't have enough time. <laughs> I don't have enough. What time. are you doing this weekend? 
Because um, I'm having a little get together. Um, interesting. Yeah. I, I'm. Uh, you bring up the get together right yeah, after you yeah. find out he's gone every week. Yeah. <laughs> I like. Your I was going to have Michael him. Shannon. You know what? I can change my plans. I'll I'll come over. Of course I will. No, it's in Chicago. You oh, okay. Well, I'll I'll perform there. <laughs> Piggyback uh, on this thing, you know. <laughs> I got it going on. I actually have. This is my first weekend off in a very long time. Thank what you. What are you going to do, Manny Petty? Manny Petty, yep, yep. Spray tan. It's got spray tan it up, you know. Got to go in there. I'm going to have some abs painted on, nice. uh, Botox, uh, lip plump, and uh, yeah. I'm just going to have an extra eye put in my face. Oh, wow. Just to draw attention away from nice. the fact that I'm getting older. Sure. You just put a third eye on your head. You don't seem that old. Uh, I'm older than you. Really? Mm hmm. Yeah, I'm older than you. Get up. All right. Sit down, I'll Junior. Do whatever, uh, yeah, I'll do whatever you say. <laughs> <laughs> That's how that works. Yeah. <laughs> Respect. <laughs> Respect your elders. What do you do with free what do you do with free time? Well, you have a child, so you probably spend a lot of free I have time two with a child. You have two childs. Yeah. Two daughters. Are they both in the same relative age range? Sylvie is seven, and Marion is two, almost two. She'll be two in January. So this is a seven, this is a serious question. What what do you tell your seven year old who's just tr- starting to grasp what the world is when there are so many horrible things going on? How do you what do you say to your to your children to make them feel better? Damn man, you put <laughs> me on the spot. Yeah, just shit just got serious. Well, I don't know. I mean. I don't know if she really knows about what's like going on in Paris or any of that, but I don't know. I just try and let her know that that I love her and that I'm, I'm you know, I'm there for her and I'm trying to take care of her as best as I can, you know. Does she understand do kids understand your job? Do they understand that what you do? Oh, yeah, no, she knows what I do. I mean, she's seen me in in plays, and she's seen her mother in plays. She loves the theater, um, so the movie stuff she don't she don't watch those, but uh, but she knows about it. I mean, she came and visited uh, when I was doing Man of Steel. She came to Vancouver, excuse me, and visited uh, the set, and uh, so she, 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 yeah, she knows what I do. But I, I am gone a lot. But every second that I can be home, I'm home. You know, if I have two days off, I go home. Even if I gotta, you know, pay for it out of my own pocket, I just go home. So, and when I can't be there, I, uh, you know, I just call as much as I can, keep up with them. You know? Got to teach your kids how to play ColecoVision. Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, she's she's uh she's got a little uh tablet. You know the tablet. Yeah. She likes that one uh, uh some sort of castle where you try and get the ball to roll around a certain way without falling off the thing. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Michael Shannon explains children's games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a uh, ball and a thing. It's it's fascinating. <laughs> Did you play video games when you were growing up? Um, because not everyone can just whip a ColecoVision reference right out of thin air. No, I was you know familiar with the Activision, 
in television. Mm-hmm. In television. Atari. Yep. Go to the uh, arcade from time to time. I was a big fan of this game called Elevator Action. I know Elevator Action was fucking great. Yeah, I, I, they had that at my neighborhood convenience store. So uh, I would go in there and get some bubble gum and play Elevator Action until I ran out of quarters. Yeah. What was the primary objective of Elevator Action? I just remember a lot of elevator chat. You were jumping from elevator to elevator. And you were like blowing dudes away. <laughs> I thought you were like blowing dudes in elevators. You were blowing dudes in elevators. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So the more you, the faster you hit the button, the more pleasure. Some hot elevator yeah. action. Well, I mean, all the all the dudes were very nondescript. <laughs> you can really see their facial reactions. Yeah, sure, of course. Well, the technology at the time limited the eight bit nature of the. It was like squares. Yeah, yeah. You know. It was very difficult to tell if they were happy or or sad. Yeah, just by the sound. Yeah. Fair enough. What? Yeah. That was the two sides. That was the the reveal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I played um uh what else? Shit. I played Dungeons and Dragons. Yes, me too. Do you still play? No, I've moved on. <laughs> it's t- it's time. <laughs> I am your elder, and I am telling you, you have to go back. Oh. oh. <laughs> Let's roll you up a character right now. Oh, okay. What yeah. a, I had an elf, a good elf. He was he, good? Yeah, he was. Lawful good? Badass. No, I mean, he was like, you wouldn't want to mess with oh, him. Oh, you want to fuck with the elf. He had a, a lot of magic weapons and magic powers. I mean, I think, I think D&D is a great game for kids to play now because it is, it, instead of letting their imaginations be dictated by whatever's on a screen, you really had to, you had to be creative to play that game. Yeah. And you had to learn about probability and fantasy, and I think it was a, it was a, I think, I think kids should have to play D&D now and force them to use their imaginations. Well, I mean, honestly, it, I credit Dungeons and Dragons with my success as a, as an actor. I, yeah, I, I had suspected that when you... Most of the characters I play, I, <laughs> the first thing, when I'm doing my script analysis... <laughs> Said, would this be a dwarf or a cleric or a thief? Okay, let's go through some yeah. of your characters and figure out what race they were and what yeah. alignment they were. Okay, uh, Fred Kleiser, elf. <laughs> Van Alden, uh, a dwarf. <laughs> no, he was a halfling. <laughs> uh, no, uh, he was a troll. Ultimately, he was yeah. a troll. Hobgoblin. <laughs> I think that's great. I think I think D and D is great. Hey, what was General Zod? Centaur. <laughs> <laughs> chaotic evil or chaotic good? Neutral he evil. He was neutral evil. He was lawful neutral. Yeah, he was. He was kind of doing the right thing for you know as he was. I think he, he was, was. I think he was lawful evil. I think he was lawful. No, evil. he wasn't. Not on Krypton. Not on Krypton, he wasn't, but it's on Earth. It's all relative. Yeah, that's all right, where he man. came from, though. He was well, now you're talking about Kryptonian Krypton. D&D, which is they have entirely different rules. They, they play do. with crystals. They have different, they have a seven-sided dice. <laughs> um, no, yeah, he, he was, was just built to pro- protect Look, there are Kryptonian people life. on Earth who are scheming 
how when we've completely fucked this planet, which is going to happen any day now, we'll just go to some other planet and live there, which is basically the same thing that General Zod does in Man of Steel. Now, are the people that are coming up with those calculations currently, are, would you say they're lawful evil? I would not. You'd be like, I, I want that person to be my friend. So, <laughs> so, basically, so basically you're saying Superman is protecting a planet of General Zods from General Zod. No, it's just no. what happens on Krypton is very similar. No, is very similar to what's currently happening on Earth. Yes, that's very. I would. I would so tend Krypton, to agree yeah, with that. Krypton's I would tend dying. to agree with that. General Zod has the opening scene. No Man of Steel no is General Zod standing in front of the Senate or whatever, being like, "This is screwed up. Our planet's about to explode." And they're like, "Well, too bad." And then it happens. Yeah, but he's like, "I have to protect the people of yeah, Krypton. Yeah. That's what I'm built to do. Yeah. I need to do it." And then when he has the good fortune of landing on Earth. He's like, oh, great. I can bring everybody back. We have all the DNA. Right, right. But in Donner's Superman, they go into the Phantom Zone. We're not zone. talking about Donner's Superman. But there's a, it's a mirror world. It's oh, a Phantom Zone. It's a prison. Well, we know which one you like better. <laughs> Thanks Boy, for having me on the show. Maybe you should be talking to Terrence Stamp right now. <laughs> tell you about how he achieves orgasm without climaxing. <laughs> I keep it all in. Seriously, it's... that's what he was into during that period. He was studying like weird sex practices. Well, he was dressed for it. Yeah, he was. <laughs> that's why he was so happy all the time. <laughs> he seemed really happy all the time. <laughs> you're, you're the most fun person I've had on in so long. That's not true. It's true. Really? Yes, I wish you would. Do, you I know. heard you had Paul McCartney on. We, we did. did. He yeah. was really fun. Not he was as fun as you, Michael. Did you he know. talk a lot about the Rolling Stones? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just kept saying those cunts. Right yeah, yeah. No, he was. Uh, he was really. He was really cool. He was just really nice. I don't know. He's. I think there are some people that are so used to people freaking out over them, and when you just talk to them, they're just they're just normal, you know. He was, just, yeah. he was pretty as normal as, as a normal guy as Paul McCartney can be. Yeah, was, yeah. But I mean, I've let I've met people that were not remotely in the position that Paul McCartney was in, who were not as fun to talk to. Have you talked to Rihanna? I've never talked to oh, Rihanna. I bet she'd be great. I've never Why talked have you to not talked to Rihanna. I I don't know. I don't have. Do a you reason. pick your guests, or are they appointed by a committee? By a government committee yeah. that uh, there's a process. I used to the <laughs> Center for Disease Control. The CDC picks yeah. all the guests. That's yeah, the yeah. Kryptonian Senate that yeah. dictates who are guilty. <laughs> I um I used to the first couple of years of the podcast. I used to basically just ask people to come on, and then I hired Debbie uh, and her friend Ashley. And then they started booking the podcast. Headhunters. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. They're podcast headhunters. Yeah. They were working for Conan. They used to book for Conan. And then... Well, he won't have me on. What? He won't. What happened? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sexy enough. What? I can only do this because it's not visual. <laughs> <laughs> People can imagine a much sexier person. I have a sexy voice, but no, you know. Well, that's why you're my ringtone. Now. Yeah, exactly. That's great. What, what do I say? Pervert and donut. Pervert and donut. Pervert, donut, and Deuteronomy. What my parents call. You, man, you remembered all of it. I retained some things. 
I retain some things. You should be on. You remember that show? That's incredible. Yes, of course I do. Hosted by John Davidson. Exactly, and Kathy, Kathy Lee Crosby. Kathy, yeah. Kathy Lee yeah. Crosby. I think so. And Fran Tarkenton. Fran Tarkenton, man. Wow. Oh my God! You just triggered a memory. When I was a kid, my family was visiting Los Angeles, and we went to a taping of That's Incredible. Wow. And there was a guy, a contortionist, a yogi, the Yogi Kudu, and he crushed himself in this tiny little plexiglass box. And then they thought he died, and they had to stop the taping, and they got him out. It turned out he was okay. Jeez, was that traumatic? That was incredible. <laughs> but, but, like, <laughs> did that stop you from... Were you not able to go into small spaces? Yeah, that's when I decided I didn't want to be a contortionist anymore. Yeah, yeah. And I left those dreams. And then I just ended up hosting shows like John Davidson. Right. Do you ever have contortionists on this show? No, are you a contortionist? Yeah, you want me to do something? Yeah, yeah, let's see. <laughs> wow. That's amazing! Oh my god! Oh my god! This is incredible! He just fit in that water nub bottle of Arrowhead! Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, I think he actually died. Hang on. <laughs> I think he's saying, leave me in here. Leave me in here? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy in here. I'm flying. I'm flying. We're all high on excitement, Michael. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's amazing. <laughs> well, you got out of that fast. Yeah. That's was, what that's uh, what he would have sounded like in Richard Donner's Superman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Loaded yeah. away. Yeah. Well, they didn't. You know, effects were different back then. Things were a little bit different back then. Is it David? Uh, uh, David Goyer was on the podcast. We had a oh, he was. Yeah, we had a big long talk about you Me? know. We had told, we talked about you. Yeah. yeah, we did talk a little bit because he, he basically was just sort of. It was clear that. And he had a really great answer for it, but he, you know, because people bugged him so much about like, why did he kill Zod? He's not supposed to. And he's like, fuck it. You have to understand the mentality of this alien and what's happening and why they, you know. And he Zod it very well. clearly says, one of us is going to die. <laughs> he has no choice. Either me or you. Yeah. And if Superman dies, then everyone on Earth will die. Yeah. So he has to kill Zod. He has no choice. He has no choice. I mean, maybe if you just breathed on him really hard, you could have been frozen and then take him into the Forbidden Zone. No, because you couldn't. He would just melt. He have the same powers, no. man. Unless he gets him to go into the chamber thinking that he's going to take or away. Or he eats a lot of garlic. Zod's <laughs> uh-huh. mm-hmm. <laughs> a vampire? Um, no. Never mind. Um, the breath. Uh, would have. Oh, that too. Yeah. God, sorry. Oh, uh, Chris. Uh, 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 I'm glad he stamped my neck. I found it kind of uh, erotic, like, you know, Michael Hudgens. It's like a <laughs> auto <laughs> asphyxiation thing. I can't. <laughs> that is some next level BDSM right there. Just like an elevator action, which is also next level. BDSM. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was the, the that was the last level on elevator action. <laughs> what? what, what? Really? Yeah, you yeah. blow him. I was just... never that good. I never. Yeah, I yeah. never. Blow him while he tie a belt around his neck and he puts yeah. an orange slice in his mouth. <laughs> yeah, that's the last level. It was weird how they got that to animate on that. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. show. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're almost at an hour. I don't want to keep you if you. 
I'm more concerned about your listeners than anything. What do you? What We'd do you like want to, to say keep to them? them? So we're gonna wrap up. Yeah. No. Nah. What well, do you want to I say? Mean, I'm, uh, I'm only. I'm I want to go through the list of things that you have coming out because it's okay. pretty insane. It's pretty insane. You have uh, Free Held out November 5th with Alan Page and Julianne Moore. Yeah, that you was on. The Night Before. It's coming out. Which is out November 20th. And then 99 Homes, which that looks amazing. Out. Oh, yeah, it's, it's come and gone, but I guess you can see it on uh, the computer. Or you something. can see it on your computer yeah. device? Computer. Watch screener, Chris. It's coming. Yeah. Batman versus Superman? Well, I also played Elvis. Oh, Elvis and Nixon, right? Yeah. And then I got this other thing, Frank and Lola. Wolves. Yeah. I'm really going to Did another Werner Herzog movie. Did some stuff, man. I went to Bolivia. How was Bolivia? It was cool. I took my little brother down there. It was cool. cheap to make a movie there. We went to the Salt Flats. I've got a picture of it on my phone. You want to see it? Yes. <laughs> okay. Michael Shannon. Let's see. Oh, that that Fred Kleiser picture's still on there. I mean, look <laughs> at that, man. That's that's weird. That is, yeah. It does. Yeah, it my does head's all squished it. Yeah. up. I feel like I need a picture of your phone with the Fred Kleiser picture on Here, it. Here, take it. Oh, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> And then maybe you can send that out to all of technology. The listeners. Perfect. Perfect. The minions. Um, the let's see. Minions. Max. I, you know, I've honestly I've got two hundred and fourteen pictures on my phone. They're all pretty interesting. So. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do a? Do you want to walk through all yeah, of them? Damn it! I would watch this YouTube here's me show. Here's me as a, a rodeo clown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're not fucking kidding. That's not a bit at all. No, that's... What were you doing as a rodeo clown? Was a, I was doing a cameo in a, a friend's movie. They wanted me to be a rodeo clown. So I did it. That is fantastic. You know, I'm I'm pretty willing to, you know, do different things. Do you feel like... Is there anything you feel like you wouldn't do? Is there any type of movie you wouldn't do, any type of character you wouldn't play? Or do you feel like you'd do everything if if you like the script? Yeah, if I like the script, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to shy away from too many vampire, like, male prostitute parts. <laughs> you um, only want to do a few of those. Yeah. There's a... Um, that salt. Oh, cool. Oh, the salt flats. Oh, that's awesome. I don't know why it makes those shapes. And then... Uh, Here's what's coming out in 2016. The Price, Wolves, Nocturnal Animals, Poor Boy, Loving, Elvis and Nixon... Dono Justice, the untitled Joshua Marston project. Yeah. Salt and fire. Yeah. The night before Frank and Lola midnight special. Yeah. Jesus. It's fucking amazing. Well. So your first couple of days on set of Dono Justice were pretty easy. You just lay there. You're already dead. <laughs> pretty cool, right? <laughs> That's in the trailer. Was the rodeo clown picture? Is that what happens? Is that what happens to Zod? That's what happens to Zod. Actually, he turns into <laughs> Lex reanimates well, him to turn him into a rodeo clown. He'd be you, the best rodeo clown because he can actually handle the bulls. But did you hear about Flippergate? <laughs> no, you haven't heard this. No, what's Flippergate? Because it was on the internet. Yeah, I don't believe in it. I don't believe that exists. Well, some dude was interviewing me. 
asking me about this damn movie that I'm not supposed to talk about. And I said, I told a story. I said, well, he's like, what was it like to work on it? I said, it was very stressful because one day I, I had to go to the bathroom and in this in this version of it, uh, Zod has flippers <laughs> I did hear for, instead of hands. So I was in the porta potty and I was trying to go to the bathroom and then I heard Zach through the little vent in the porta potty screaming like, where the fuck is Shannon? And I was nervous because I hadn't gone to the bathroom yet, but I could tell they really needed me. So then I was trying to get out of the porta potty, but because I was wearing the flippers, I couldn't <laughs> open the the handle on the porta potty, and I was stuck in there. And I just Zach just kept screaming, "Where the fuck is Shannon?" And finally, I was like having a panic attack, and I started pounding on the door, and somebody got me out. So I told this story to some dude, and he and he like reported it, like oh, it was. Like it really happened. Now, when that happens, does <clears throat> does someone from Warner Brothers call you and go, "What has happened?" Or do you just go, "I don't. I was clearly not being serious." Someone from the Department of Homeland Security called me. <laughs> sure. Uh, what's his name? Tom, the guy who runs Sizemore. It's Tom. Sizemore. Tom Sizemore. Yeah. He thinks he runs the Department yeah. of Homeland Security. No, uh, Warner Brothers didn't really care. I think they all knew it was a joke. Zach, I think Zach thought it was funny. My publicist was worried because I had Zach swearing in the story. And she's like, Zach doesn't swear like that. I'm like, well. That's the one part of the story. <laughs> Zach wouldn't scream, fuck. Like, he would if you, like, dropped a brick on his foot. Yeah, sure. But see, that's got to be the most fun that's got to be the most fun way to approach people in interviews because I'm sure they all assume you're a super serious actor guy and you're saying stuff to fuck around and they're like, well, he's, he's saying it very softly and intensely, so it must, he must be serious. Yeah. Does anyone ever play along or are they all afraid of... Is everyone afraid of me? I mean, you know, those junkets are pretty uncomfortable situations and... They, yeah, well, yeah. I feel bad. I feel bad for the journalists there because they they know they're they know when they walk in, it's like you got five minutes to get the hell out of here, and the person's tired and whatever. And so yeah, I, I try and it, it, I don't honestly, I don't pull people's chain like that all the time. It's just it's really frustrating because I can't talk about the movie. Yeah, and. All anybody wants to ask me about is the movie. So, so that was it. Was kind of a desperate move, of like a desperate, a quiet desperation, like Oscar uh, Wilde said. Was it Oscar Wilde? Yeah. Most men live lives of quiet desperation, particularly if they work on comic book movies that they're not allowed to talk. He was about. very forward thinking. Yeah, Oscar Wilde was very yeah, forward yeah. thinking. I hope it was Oscar Wilde. Otherwise, I'm going to seem like a total idiot. Well, I'm going to seem like a moron because I agreed with you. Yeah, and I'm I'm supposed to know that everything. It was either I'll go out Oscar Wilde or Oscar Robertson. I'm it not was, sure. It was one of the. It other. was either Oscar Wilde or Oscar the Grouch. Yeah, no, it was Oscar NBA great Oscar Robertson. Everyone's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was either Gandhi or Chewbacca who said. No one's ever said that sentence before. <laughs> it was Thoreau. It was Henry. No, it, it was not Thoreau. 
Most men le- le- lead lives of quiet desperation. Yeah. It was Thoreau. Justin Thoreau. It was the actor Justin Thoreau. <laughs> Justin Thoreau said that? Yeah, he did. Shit. When boy. he was in Walden Woods. When he was in a Walden Books. Walden Pond. He said. Walden Books. Haven't My sister used to work at Walden Books. This sister right here? Yeah. Becky? You worked at Walden Books? Oh my God! Was it next to an Orange Julius and an organ store? Wurlitzer. The Wurlitzers. I worked at Super Crown Bookstore. Super Crown. Yeah. Was that when you auditioned for the Man of Steel? Were you like, "Well, I worked in a Super Crown, so that qualifies me yeah. to play Super Crown." I've got the uh, the experience. What, no. del- what was the delineation of a Super Crown? Just better savings, bigger, <laughs> bigger savings. We used to uh, we used to pyramid the uh, remainders. Do you know what that means? No, but it sounds like you're pyramiding the remainders. So these are books that are basically worthless that nobody will buy. So they, excuse me, they sell them for like two or three bucks a pop. But in order to entice you to to look at them, they they make you arrange the employees arrange them in in pyramids, so they're like pyramids of books, and that makes them feel more special. Yeah, so it's like going also, going to the pyramids, except made out exactly of exactly like going books. to the pyramids. Yeah, yeah. that must be really miserable to have to fix the pyramids all the time. I did that because oh, people are always pyramided the remainders. That was a command <laughs> that you could get from your manager: go pyramid the remainders. Oh God! Yeah. Someday I want to be successful, and people aren't going to read books anymore. Shut up! And <laughs> exactly, I will outlive books. <laughs> Someday, Mister Carruthers, yeah. I will be mayor. <laughs> well, uh, specifically, anything specific? Just those three things you want to promote? Is there anything else you want to throw out there? The floor is yours, Mister Shannon. If there's anything you want to say to glide us in for a landing, um. No, no, I, 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 I'm very satisfied with this whole experience. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Would you describe yourself as not very satisfied, satisfied, or very satisfied? Very satisfied. Oh, good. That's what we should do is we should, at the end of podcast, we're be like, please hold well, for a brief ever, survey. Like when you get through customs, when you're, they usually have a, when you go through like the Heathrow, they have it. Oh, the green the button. green button. Like they have the, how is I always hit the red one. <laughs> no matter what. I'm just like, it could be better. I'll tell you It could always I, be better. Not, yeah. In Iceland, I was, I just, I hit the green one. It was amazing. There was like no one there. They just took my passport from me, did not ask me a single question. They said hello, stamped it, sent me into the country. I was like, great. That was easy. Also, you know, if you're trying to get over somewhere, go to Iceland. They're going to not ask any questions. <laughs> well, ho- hopefully that doesn't change, you know. I mean, yeah, it been, could. Uh, it's a security, uh, international uh, security can start getting way, way, way tired. Not to Iceland. No one cares. We were going to go to, we were, I think we decided we're going to go for our honeymoon. We're going to go to New Zealand. Feels like a fun. All right, whatever. That's cool. Neutral place to go. Go to the do the Lord of the Rings tour. See where the hobbits live. You would do live. that. Yeah. Of course, I would go to the Shire. Who wouldn't go to the Shire except for you, Matt? Because you don't right. like Lord of the Rings. Don't give a shit. No, nah. nah. not into swords or magic. You should go to Australia. It's better. I've been. It's great, but I've never been to New Zealand. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> How about Easter Island? I've always there? wanted to go to Easter Island. Or, uh, have you been? 
No. Did you see that book about, it came out a little while ago, about strange islands that you've never heard of? It's a book this woman put together of all the, like all these obscure islands that nobody's ever heard of, but they really exist. What's that book called? It's blue. It's got a blue cover. Origin of the Species? No. It's sounds a really like, good book. This Somebody sounds got like it. a remainder that should be pyramided. No, it's not. It was, it was like a bestseller. It wasn't a remainder. What do you, Kyle, what do you... No, go to Amazon and search in books. Don't just Google it, because you're going to get all sorts of bullshit blog posts. Nope, that's not it either. More like 50 islands. <laughs> 50 less strange islands. That just sounds like a BuzzFeed list. Yeah. Mm. Did oh, you find it? I'll, I'll find out and get, get back. What if you're reading a book about salad dressing and it was just called Thousand Island? <laughs> <laughs> my hope is that in a month, my phone's going to ring and I'm not going to recognize the number and it's going to be Michael Shannon going, it's 50 islands. 50 <laughs> islands you've never heard And then he just hangs up. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing? Nobody yet? It's, it's really it's amazing. There's just three people trying to look it up right now. I, I feel like I should give it a go. No, then we're just, this is just, then we're all just going to be staring at our phones. I'd have to see the cover. Yeah, that's it. Huh. The Atlas of Remote Islands. 50 yeah, islands I have not, not visited, visited and never will. will. I told you 50 islands. Was oh, like <laughs> that is the exact opposite sentiment of what you were Katie, saying before. The color temperature on your monitor is disturbing. Oh. This, this author... That's a great book. This I author has, has in book. the thesis statement, has said she is refusing to go to these islands. Yeah, a little bit, thank you. By Judith Shalansky. Uh, uh, Judith yeah. Shalansky. That's how I want to end this, by promoting... Atlas of Remote Islands. All right. Because I'm, someday I'm going to make the film version <laughs> and star in it. It'll be like Castaway 50 times in a row. <laughs> 50 short films. You just befriend different sports balls. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And different. Oh, you get a ping pong ball, ball and a yeah, wiffle yeah. ball. And a, Why are these all named Wilson? Yeah. A badman. There's a pocket version? As yeah, you don't island. travel to those islands. Yeah. Nice. Would you sign off our podcast for us? We uh, what, how do I do that? You just, you just say, enjoy your burrito. That's how we end the podcast. Okay. Enjoy your burrito. The end. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Michael Shannon, thank you. Guys, turns out... Here's a Nerdist Podcast addendum, <laughs> an exclusive just for you, the legal person who enjoys suing people and also happens to work at Procter & Gamble. <laughs> This just in. Don't sue us. We were wrong. <laughs> I'm at Matt Myra's out on the street. I'm here with Michael Shannon. Michael, how do you feel about Procter & Gamble not being Satanist? I'm so glad to hear it. I, it's a huge relief to me. I use and adore all their pro- products. So uh, it's a real... I, it was causing me some sleep deprivation, but now I can sleep through the night unconcerned. Thank you, Michael Shannon. Back to you, Chris. Eye on the World takes you all around the globe to find the hard-hitting legal stories and podcasting that you deserve. Take that, Mr. Hitler. (laughs) I just feel like all those film reels are always like, take that, Mr. Hitler. (laughs) Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito.